It's been an historic week. The Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade after 50 years. Mass shootings have been an ongoing plague in our land. Dr. Rex Rogers, president of SAT-7, joins us for Encouragement Live. Welcome to Encouragement Live, providing biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of practical life issues. Now here's your host, Don Hawkins, author of Master Discipleship Today. Thank you, Steve and friend. It's so good to have you with us as live from studios located in First Christian Church of Wiley, Texas, Encouragement Communications presents Encouragement Live. Our mission to provide biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of issues, and issues have certainly been on the landscape this week. Dr. Rex Rogers is back with me. He is the president of SAT-7, former president of Cornerstone University. He is a prolific author, and Rex, it's great to have you back on, and I think it's timely uh, that we have you on this particular week. Uh, Significant. Well, thanks, Don. Glad to be here. Uh, Let's talk first about the Supreme Court decision in the Dobbs case from Mississippi overturning 50 years of uh, abortion on demand as, as an alleged right in the United States. Well, it's a significant political and moral victory in someone my age in the late 60s. I didn't think I'd ever see it, Yeah, uh, frankly, but here it is, and uh, we rejoice in it. Uh, we need to remember that abortion has not gone away. Uh, they've simply handed it back to the states and localities, and now we're going to have a lot of division. There's about 24 states that have already banned abortions in some way or restricted them, but there's plenty of other states that are kind of vying with one another to be the abortion center. Yes. And I think those of us who are pro-life, those of us who value the fact that life begins at conception rather than at some other point, uh, need to not rest on our laurels at this point and say, okay, this is this is the end that we've been looking for. Uh, there's a lot to be done uh, to back up the sanctity of life. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, Yeah, I think it's not just simply the law of preventing abortions. It's uh, people's worldview, their values that lead them to think this is okay in the first place. And I read several commentaries today of individuals, including Christians, who say they're pro-choice. And I found it remarkable that almost never did they deal with head-to-head the fact that this is a baby, this is a living child, this is a human being. Their arguments were about race, about poverty, about privilege, about the marginalized, uh, you know, about yeah. political power of the right. It was all these other issues that led them to support abortion, yeah. supposedly to help women. But they never dealt with the real question, is this a human being or not? Yeah, and that's the bottom line issue. Uh, Psalm 139 talks about uh, in his mother's womb, David said God had scoped him out. The number, by the way, is 855-586-LIFE, 855-586-5433. Very significant that our number happens to be ending in the letters L-I-F-E. We are certainly for that. Another huge issue was passed yesterday, Rex. Uh, The president signed a gun rights bill into law. And we've had these issues in Uvalde and Birmingham and Buffalo, and mass shootings have become a really uh, hot issue in our country today. And gun rights legislation uh, has been uh, another political hot button. 
Yeah, and this one is significant because there has not been any gun legislation on the federal level for a long time. It is, at least ostensibly, I mean, it really is a bipartisan bill. There are Republicans and Democrats who supported it, but really it's it's not gun control. Uh, it's not even gun rights. It's, it's more like gun safety or mental health. It, it, there are some restrictions on, like, the, the boyfriend loophole of who can buy a gun. But for the most part, this is about money for school safety, mental health programs, and state crisis intervention programs. Yeah, and there could be a connection here with the whole issue of mental health. It could be in the schools. This thing could become some pro-abortion stuff. We'll be right back with more after this. That unwanted vehicle of yours might not take you anywhere, but it can drive encouragement and hope to listeners everywhere. Donate it to Encouragement Live and we'll pick it up, even if it isn't running. We'll use it to fund this ministry. It's easy and free. Mention Encouragement Live when you call 855-500-RIDE. Get the eyesore out of your yard and donate that car today. Call 855-500-RIDE or encouragementlive.org. The focus is Jesus. The message is the gospel. The task is the Great Commission. Global Advance founder Dr. David Shibley on the focus of his worldwide ministry. Prayer is more important than ever before. These men live in danger, and our teams that go to minister to them are increasingly in danger. To learn more about empowering frontline leaders worldwide, visit globaladvance.org. That's globaladvance.org. And we're back on Encouragement Live. I'm Don Hawkins talking with Dr. Rex Rogers tonight. Rex is the president of SAT7. The toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. And Rex, before we go any further, I want you to tell us about the ministry of SAT7 and what you guys are doing in the Middle East, which, by the way, is another of those hot-button issues on the landscape today. Well, thank you, Don. Uh, SAT7 is a 26-year-old ministry. It's based in, on the island of Cyprus in the Mediterranean, but we broadcast every day over satellite television, which cannot be in any way effectively censored. We broadcast in Arabic, Farsi, and Turkish throughout the entire 24, 25 countries of the Middle East and North Africa, including Afghanistan and Tajikistan. We're the only Christian ministry that we know of right now that's broadcasting Christian truth directly into Afghanistan. And Afghanistan has just had a devastating earthquake, and uh, it's sort of gotten lost in, in all of the political intrigue and all of the other things, uh, but uh, I suspect that you and your people are on top of this. I mean, uh, you think of, what, 1,200 people lost their lives and double that many injured uh, in this disaster? It's kind of ironic to hear... Taliban leaders stand up and ask for support from, you know, NGOs that provide medical and health help and so forth. And some are doing that. And as Christians, obviously, we care. We want to continue to broadcast hope. These are human beings. Yes. They're directly affected by this, regardless of who happens to be their political leaders at the moment. Um, and we're trying to, of course, respond the best that we can. Farsi language programming, by the way, can be understood in Afghanistan, because Dari is kind of a dialect of Farsi, 
So all of our programming is accessible to everyone in Afghanistan. Great time for us to remember to pray for SAT-7. Also to pray for those individuals, Christian and otherwise, who are affected in Afghanistan. And we want to encourage all of you to make a note of that uh, while we're giving thanks for the uh, Dobbs decision by the Supreme Court. I think, uh, Rex, we should also pray for the safety of these Supreme Court uh, the individuals who are on the court, uh, there already has been one arrest of somebody who is lying in wait to take the life of uh, one of our Supreme Court justices. And, and I would suspect there could be others out there who have this kind of a deranged approach. Well, it's a sad truth that you speak, but um, and it's even more disturbing to me to hear, again, political leader, our political leaders. Yes of various stripes stand up and encourage violence in one way or another. I don't support that, whether it's Republican or Democrat. You can protest all you want, but not threaten people's lives, including, of course, Supreme Court justices. And and we need to be concerned about people in the street, that we don't see violence that leads to injury and death. Yes, let's pray about that. And and also, uh, to me, there's a real concern uh, when the House of Representatives uh, cannot uh, consider this Senate-induced bill uh, to take care of the Supreme Court security that's needed for them and for their families. I think we need to pray about that as well. Our toll-free number tonight, 855-586-LIFE. We're going to talk more about uh, mass shootings and what should be our Christian response. We'll invite your calls to Encouragement Live. There are so many problems that occur if family members do not have needed information. Brian Cluth, author of Because I Love You, the Christian Legacy Organizer, with valuable forms for you, your spouse, loved ones, and aging parents. What I've discovered is there is information and instructions you don't have. To learn more or to order your copy, see LegacyOrganizer.com slash radio. That's LegacyOrganizer.com slash radio. SAT-7 makes the gospel available in the Middle East and North Africa. Whether its 24-7 biblically-based programming is viewed on satellite television, online streaming, or video on demand, SAT-7 knows from viewer response that people are coming to faith in Christ and Christians are growing in their faith. Join with SAT-7 to make an eternal impact in the region. Visit sat7usa.org slash radio to learn more. With Original Medicare, you don't have a network. You can go to every hospital and doctor nationwide that is accepting Original Medicare. Medicare can be so confusing. And Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Medicare Part C is Medicare Advantage plans. That's your HMOs, your PPOs. Medicare Part D is your prescription drug plan. No one wants a penalty. Nobody wants to have to pay more than they have to pay. you got to know how these work, and that's what we explain. Tony King has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. And when they get on Medicare, they're just bombarded with all sorts of mail. And they don't know what is the right thing to do. How do I enroll? What is the donut hole? And they get fearful. You can learn more or find out about Tony's next Zoom conference at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S dot com.
tonight, Dr. Rex Rogers is with me on Encouragement Live, the toll-free number 855-586-LIFE. And by the way, you're listening to America's only live Saturday night nationwide Christian talk show. And we have nearly 200 stations strong. We're looking to grow and add encouragement to more cities in the coming year. And we trust that you will pray with us about that. We're excited about the ministry team that we have involved here. We have Danny and uh, Brad and Nikki and Mario and Keith and Noel and other folks around the country who are uh, listening. So glad each of you is listening to our program tonight. Dr. Rex Rogers, again with us. We've talked about SAT7. I want to encourage you to visit their web address, SAT7, the letters S-A-T, the number 7, USA dot O-R-G. And uh, so check that out. So, uh, Rex, let's talk about the kind of emotions that we see on the part of people in response to the shootings in Uvalde and Buffalo and Birmingham. And, you know, we're talking about schools and children and that kind of thing. Uh, talk to us about those emotions. Well, I think in the wake of mass shootings, and, you know, none of us want to see mass shootings and none of us want to see especially those involving children. It's just utterly, utterly gut-wrenching. But the public then understandably wants us to do something, wants political leaders to do something, sometimes do anything to stop this nightmare. And that's where then the emotions kick in. And, you know, emotions can lead you to some uh, good responses. uh, But at the same time, maybe you, you need to kind of reflect about what's the best approach. This thing is very complex. Um, wish it weren't, but it's yes. very difficult to fix. There's no single method. There's no vaccine, if you will, to kind of make this all go away. And, you know, gun control is it's quickly talked about by the media. But, of course, there's a host of other issues that we need to consider, too. Yeah, and the, the law that was just signed into law yesterday, uh, as you mentioned, this is not really a gun control bill, uh, that it has certain pieces that may be weaker than other pieces, certain things that may be advantageous. But uh, give us your perspective on that. How should we think about that? Well, you know, first of all, let's back up and say this, that guns, I find it interesting that neither guns nor abortion to put those two together, are mentioned in the Bible, right? not directly. Uh, let's stick with guns for a moment and say that God does talk about weapons. He talks about self-defense. He talks about thou shalt not murder. And there's a lot of, uh, we can draw principles and moral values about how we approach the use of guns, but there's never any kind of prohibition about use of guns in Scripture. In fact, guns sometimes save lives and protect individuals. And that's why many people are going out in terms of buying them for personal protections and home invasions and whatnot. Yeah. So I think, you know, we've got to think this thing through. We've, we've always been a gun culture. Uh, Americans own more guns than any country in the world by far. But we've always had these guns. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when it was a rite of passage for a young man to, you know, be given a, a 22 rifle single shot by his grandpa or his dad. I was actually one of those kids. Right. And and guns were for hunting. Guns were for sport. Guns at the last resort were for, God forbid, protection of your family, but they were there for that. But yeah. not what we're seeing today. 
Yeah, and certainly uh, protection has been something that I think the founders intended in the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. Uh, my wife made the observation the other day that one of the reasons, and she's a stu student of history, one of the reasons this country has not really had an insurrection, quote, unquote, I know that uh, people talk about January the 6th, uh, but the bottom line is uh, there is the right to bear arms. There is the right of uh, the, the society. The military cannot take over for people who have the right to bear arms in this country, correct? That's correct, and it isn't also on the other side, and I'm not a gun control guy, but um, it's false to to kind of make the argument that we had no gun control because of Second Amendment. No, since 1934, just as one example, after Al Capone and all those guys in Chicago with their Tommy guns and shooting up the city, yeah. uh, there was a significant federal assault weapons ban at that time, and uh, as it was called, excuse me, that was the wrong name, but the Violent Crime Control Bill at the time. Right. And we, we banned machine guns, for example. You can't go buy machine guns. You can't buy silencers. You can't buy, like you see on TV all the time. Most of the guns, by the way, that you see the bad guys use on cop shows are not guns that you can legally buy. Mm. And they always outgun the good guys yeah. on all the cop shows. You'll see that. Right. So it leads us to, you know, down this kind of path. But, you know, guns, yeah, they're, we can think about it and how, what's the right way to use these tools and, and if necessary, uh, make sure they get in people the right hands. But at the same time, there's the issue of the broken family. Uh, they don't say lone gunman for nothing. Right. He's, he's a loner. Even if his mom is there, this kid, unfortunately, it's really sad, is, is alone. They don't go to church. They don't have community. They don't have friends. Maybe they have social media connections that fuels their alienation. They don't have anybody that loves them sometimes. They don't have anybody to set moral parameters. And when they go off the deep end in their thinking, they, they get to a point where there's just rage. And the only way they can have in their life to say, hey, hey scream, I am somebody, is to kill a bunch of people and die doing it. And, Rex, there is no radar, there is no kind of uh, way to detect that kind of person. Uh, it's simply impossible. Uh, you know, and again, this goes back to the spiritual issues of our building into families, building godly fathers, uh, those kinds of things, and ultimately the gospel, having people come to know Christ as Savior. By the way, I'm thankful that so far we've not had riots at this point. Uh, we were talking about uh, before the show, uh, you know, there could have been some huge riots taking place already, uh, given the passing of the Dobbs bill and the re revocation of Roe v. Wade. Uh, but thankfully, that has not happened so far. And we want to pray that that won't happen. We also just need to be praying that we'll not experience another Uvalde. And, and uh, uh, thankfully, there are lessons that will be learned on the part of law enforcement officers about uh, what to do, you know, lessons that we supposedly learned at Columbine that apparently, Rex, were not uh, implemented and in Uvalde, correct? Well, that's the thing that's kind of obviously extremely sad, and our heart goes out to the families that are affected directly. But it's true in all of the mass shootings in schools. But in this one, the apparently the failure of law enforcement to respond in a way that they could have is is just... It's just inexplicable. 
it doesn't make any sense why someone would think that way and why they would respond in that way and put these children even at greater risk. Now, again, I find it interesting that after two years of defund the police and a lot of demeaning of police and blaming police for every kind of thing that happens in terms of crime in urban settings, what do we want to happen when a shooter goes into a school? We want the police. We want officers, people with guns, to go in there and stop him. Yeah. And I get that. I, I, I support that. But, you know, you can't demean the police and take money away from them at the same time saying they didn't do their job. Well, in this case, maybe they didn't do their job. That remains to be seen in the final conclusion. But it's extremely sad. And, of course, none of this brings back the lives of those little children. Yeah, and we need to be praying for those dear parents and brothers and sisters in Uvalde and people who are dealing with that grief that will be ongoing for years to come. And thank God for people, including some believers who have uh, gone down there and placed themselves uh, in a position for ministry. If you'd like to call us tonight, the toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. That's 855-586-5433. The web address for SAT7, S-A-T, the number 7, the letters USA dot O-R-G. Check out this worthy ministry reaching out through satellite television to over 25 countries in North Africa and the Middle East in Arabic, Farsi, and Dari, uh, and, and the Turkish language as well. And uh, really a tremendous opportunity uh, for you to invest in Christian ministry that will have an impact in evangelism and discipleship. And, and particularly right now, let's pray for Afghanistan and uh, what's taking place there as well. Uh, Rex, it seems to me that there's been a ton of political debate over what to do both now and in years past. We've talked about things like mental um, mental health care. We've talked about red flag laws, hardening schools, background checks, all of the above. But there is no real simple uh, way to address this issue. No, it isn't. And I think it sounds like, um, it almost sounds like a religious cop-out, I'll say it that way. Yeah. But also, I do think it's true that we're seeing the evidence of a declining culture, of a fallen society. We know sin affects every, every one of us, including me. Uh, so the sin of a shooter, the sin of his family, the sin affecting his culture, and what we put into video games and what's coming out of Hollywood yeah. um, is a constant bombardment, no pun intended, obviously, in that use of that word, but a constant presentation of violence. And that we have figured out how to respond to this. Now, it makes me think of our Middle Eastern and North African Christian friends, Fat7's audience, who we're trying to broadcast to and encourage. They experience violence all the time. And in a sense, what we're experiencing is like old news to them, unfortunately. I mean, not as many mass shootings, but nevertheless, there is violence on an ongoing basis. Sometimes churches are burned. And those Christians, sometimes Christians are martyred. But it's amazing to see the Middle Eastern Christians respond with forgiveness. That was what I was going to ask you. How have you seen the church in the Middle East and in North Africa respond to this kind of violence and harassment? Well, one of the most moving stories was in near Alexandria, Egypt here a couple of years ago. The church was burned to the ground. 
and there were local Muslims and local Christians who joined hands around that church because they're all living in the same area. They, in other words, they were against what took place because they felt like arsonists who were against the Christians did this. Uh, then they went in and had a church service in the midst of the burned-out rubble. Hmm. Uh, and then they used the charcoal, if you will, the burned wood, to mark on the walls uh, messages of forgiveness yeah. to whoever it was that did this. Yeah. Now, I tell you, that's, I don't know in my heart, that's moving. That's pretty yeah. moving. It's, it's like, like a... the, what happened at Nickel Mines in Pennsylvania when the Amish families forgave the fellow who had killed a number of little girls in that school there just a few years ago. So glad you brought that up, Rex. I was thinking about that Amish case and what happened in Pennsylvania, the incredible message of forgiveness and hope. We're going to pick up on that when we come back. The number to call if you'd like to join us, 855-586-5433. Do you have an extra car taking up valuable space in your driveway? Let Encouragement Live take it off your hands. It's easy, free, and best of all, tax deductible. Get your driveway back and keep Encouragement Live rolling so more people can bridge the gap between their faith and everyday life. Mention Encouragement Live when you call 855-500-RIDE. That's 855-500-RIDE or encouragementlive.org. Are you tired of paying excessive taxes to support governmental programs? Do you have protection for your family and your income if you became disabled or passed away? Do you have a plan that grows money for tomorrow while you're using it today? Christians and business owners partner with His Faithful Stewards to protect their loved ones, leverage their income, and stop paying excessive taxes to programs that oppose God's kingdom. Learn more at HisFaithfulStewards.com. That's HisFaithfulStewards.com. Dr. Frank Minerth was a pioneer in Christian counseling, and I had the privilege of working with him for several years. Christian psychiatrist Dr. Tom Schof of the Hope Speaks Clinic in suburban Dallas. I'm looking for Christian psychiatrists, psychologists, and therapists who would be willing to join me in carrying on Dr. Minerth's legacy. To learn about working with Dr. Schof and his team of Christian professionals at Hope Speaks Clinic, you may visit hopespeaks.com slash opportunity. There are so many problems that occur if family members do not have needed information. Brian Cluth, author of Because I Love You, the Christian Legacy Organizer, with valuable forms for you, your spouse, loved ones, and aging parents. What I've discovered is there is information and instructions you don't have. To learn more or to order your copy, see LegacyOrganizer.com slash radio. That's LegacyOrganizer.com slash radio. Welcome back to Encouragement Live. Our toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. Here again is your host, Don Hawkins, author of Master Discipleship Today. And friend, we are here to present you with a message of hope and encouragement in spite of many difficult things. This has certainly been an encouraging week as we've seen God move with the United States Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade and take a stand in favor of life. And we certainly have wanted to pray, as Rex has reminded us, for the people in Afghanistan as well as for those individuals down in Uvalde, Texas. Think of those in Buffalo, New York. Those are members 
of St. Stephen's Church in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, suffered a shooting. Uh, Rex has just been epidemic. Uh, but your point about the church in Egypt that uh, demonstrated forgiveness and love, that's what the gospel's all about, isn't it? It is. I think sometimes we think, well, that's kind of the um, low level, uh, turn the other cheek, um, just be a pacifist. I, I, I don't I don't think that. I think that is a more powerful response than anything we could do with a gun or a pen. And uh, I want to go back to something we'd said earlier. I had said that uh, with with abortion and with guns, neither one is directly referenced in Scripture. Right. But neither is human slavery or hard drugs or narcotics or gambling. Uh, and yet, you know, I mean, sometimes people think, well, it's not in Scripture, then anything goes. No. God gives us, it says in Second Peter 1, everything we need for life and godliness. Yeah. He says in Philippians 1 that we need to use our insight and our knowledge to develop discernment so that we can live out our lives according to his moral will. So there's, there is a lot of principles and propositions in Scripture from which we draw the conclusion that, no, we don't agree with human slavery. Right. Every human being is made in the image of God. Same thing applies with the abortion of a baby, a human being created in the image of God in the womb, and therefore eternally valuable and significant, just like me or the next person. Yeah, no so point. there are principles, and the same with guns. You can develop points of view. I think Christian liberty is a doctrine of Scripture that ought to be applied to where we come down on the gun debates, because Christians do come to different conclusions. Um, fine. You know, debate those. Think them through. Come to, uh, you know... Uh, a decision that's supported by merit and an argument. But yeah. God gives us what we need. We know yeah. how to behave in this world. Yeah. James 1.5 talks about lacking wisdom. And when we lack wisdom, we can ask God. And certainly through his word and through his spirit, uh, we can come to that. We can experience wisdom and apply it. I think about a passage I mentioned earlier, Rex. Psalm 139 seems to have something to say, uh, both in terms of abortion and also uh, in terms of the issue of uh, uh, of gun violence. Uh, and, and that is that it makes it clear that every life is valuable from conception. And uh, life is not to be taken. And uh, Scripture is very clear in that. You go back into the Old Testament and uh, the New Testament, Jesus said, you've heard it said of old, thou shalt do no murder, but I say to you, whoever hates his brother in his heart uh, is guilty of murder. And uh, so in reality, when we demonstrate hatred, when we experience that kind of thing, uh, then we're violating a principle of God's law. I do want to say, friend, if uh, you're listening tonight and you've not yet trusted Christ as your personal Savior, we'd certainly like to encourage you to give us a call and let us talk with you about that. The Savior died on the cross to forgive us of our sins, to pay the price, and he did just that, rose again from the dead to demonstrate that, because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the reality is, you place your trust in Jesus Christ, turning away from your sin and self to him, and placing your trust in him, you can experience everlasting life. And that good news message of First Corinthians 15 is a message that can make all the difference in the world to every individual listening to us tonight. The number is 855-586-LIFE. Our first call tonight comes from Bambo, who's listening in Louisiana. Go right ahead. You're on the air with us. This is Bambo, not Bambo. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, thank you. Sick folks are doing well. Thank you. Making progress. Thank you okay, for your now, prayers. I want to make a comment on the, on the gun situation. Okay. We're never going to fully uh, eradicate that business. But there is one thing that needs to be hollered about, and that is to have background checks. They should not be able to, I don't care how old they are, should not be able to walk out of the store with a gun or a pistol or anything in their hand for from three to five days. So a background check can be made on people. All right, Rex, let's get a perspective on that. I think uh, you have uh, come down at least to me in favor of background checks as well. Oh, yeah, we, there are background checks. If you go to Cabela's or someplace like that to buy a pistol today, uh, you will have to fill out forms, uh, and they will do a background check. And even if you've got a, a concealed carry license from a given state, that might mean it goes faster, but they're still going to check it out and check your record. Now, where it breaks down, perhaps, is that not everybody who sells guns has to uh, fulfill the background checks. Those that are organized businesses like that, but sometimes those that are in gun shows and other places. But a lot of people at gun shows do the background checks. So, but there are places and ways in which guns can be purchased that are not covered. And then what's being considered now is in, in this latest gun bill is comprehensive background check for those 18 to 21 so that these things are entered into national databases and these kids can be uh, vetted, if you will. Because, you know, you look at you know, the, the, the guns that are being used and the shooters, 94% of these mass shootings take place in gun-free zones, and 60% of the shooters have some kind of mental illness. They've, 75% come from some kind of broken home. Uh, but somehow they're still able to get guns, uh, you know, sometimes adults provide them. That's the other problem with background checks. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I qualify and then I hand it off to somebody else and you still have a problem. Yeah, and supposedly this legislation takes care of the boyfriend issue. Uh, but Brad just mentioned to me that the uh, young man who did the shooting in Uvalde had actually passed a background check and, as I recall, bought uh, two uh, assault rifles uh, after getting a background check. Well, we didn't, we've even had a couple of instances in the last few years where military, you know, former uh, you know, veterans, former soldiers, whether they were discharged honorably or not. Uh, and then for whatever reasons, they do what they did. And, and, and so they've had all kind of training and they certainly had background checks. So there's no fail safe. There's no there's nothing wrong with background checks as far as I'm concerned. But there's no fail safe. They say, OK, you we do this and we'll fix the problem. There isn't there isn't that. Yeah, not a fix. Uh, Babo, thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. And I want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for Babo and for her willingness to call us, for her interest in praying for those that uh, uh, we have mentioned on the program in the past. And thank you for her commitment to that and for others who pray for us. We ask you to bless and encourage and take care of her. Uh, give her strength and grace for Christ's sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you, darling. God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. The toll-free number, 855-586-5433. Rex, one of the things that strikes me is that we have an epidemic of this in America. Uh, why do, is there not an epidemic of this in Europe and some of these other countries uh, in comparison to what we have here? 
I think that's a really hard question to to answer because we we want to say, and I do say that um, the presence of fathers or the absence of fathers is an issue. Yeah. Now, Western countries in Europe have the same levels, if not higher, of broken homes than we do. Uh, they don't have the guns. It's very difficult to get a gun, say, in England, for example. Uh, they don't have the guns that we have. And you say, well, that, that's the answer. And we think, well, not necessarily to have other issues. So then you look at the fact that they are, uh, in most of those Western European countries, they are you know, more secularized, uh, have departed from, you know, let's say, traditional, biblical, moral, Judeo-Christian values, maybe more than we have. Yeah. And we say, well, that's the source of the breakdown of our culture. And yet here are these countries that may be more advanced on that scale. Um, they're not doing it. So there's something else embedded there. Uh, and, it, you know, access, easy access to guns, that's a, certainly a debatable issue. But I think it's more than that. I think it's their sense of identity, their community uh, that we don't have in the United States today. We talk about e pluribus unum. But boy, the unum is pretty shaky. Yes. Not a lot of unity in the country right now, certainly over this issue, over a lot of other issues, uh, certainly over the abortion issues. We've seen these demonstrations taking place. And again, I want to make a point that I didn't get a chance to make earlier uh, about the justices of the Supreme Court. Uh, it is against the law. Uh, the law of the land uh, to demonstrate in front of anybody in the judicial branch. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, Rex. No, it's correct. And it's not just or only to protect that individual's life, although certainly that, but it's to protect the, you know, blind justice, to protect the legal system so that there's not undue pressure placed upon judicial figures to be able to look and say, what does the law and what does it require? And I think we really ought to be praying for the leaders of our government, those in the Justice Department who are in a position, and Congress in a position to pass the kind of legislation that will provide the kind of support that's needed so that this can be done and uh, so that these justices can get on with their lives and, and not constantly be harassed or have their families harassed. And uh, what a frightening thought uh, to think that somebody would want to take out one of the Supreme Court justices. If ever there were a time that we need to be praying for our country, this is it. Our toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. Again, that's 855-586-5433. Rex, you mentioned there's less of this in Europe, uh, but in the Middle East and North Africa, you've mentioned, uh, for example, in, in Egypt, uh, the incident that happened there. Have there been other instances like that that you've seen? Well, there's, there's violence in the Middle East every day. Um, certainly Syria is an ongoing terrible situation of a multi-year, you can call it a civil war if you want to, but a total breakdown of the society, a failed state. Uh, Yemen, uh, there's a bit of a proxy war going on there. Again, you could call it a civil war, but it's, it's the Saudis on the outside and the Iranians on the outside, you know, that are supplying and the Russians are involved. So, you know, you have this. And, of course, the Jewish people in the state of Israel uh, versus the Arab world or the Palestinians. Uh, and, and, by the way, there are Palestinian believers, Christians, yes. that are living in both the West Bank and even that 
place that is almost like a prison, the Gaza Strip. Uh, I don't even know if I can comprehend the challenges of their lives. We need to be praying for those folks there. There are believers. Our toll-free number, 855-586-LIFE. Back with Dr. Rex Rogers after this. Sat7 is satellite Christian television. Dr. Rex Rogers, president of Sat7. We broadcast throughout the Middle East and North Africa every day, 24-7 in Arabic, Farsi, and Turkish. Farsi is Iran. So we're speaking in a people's home and heart language. We're sharing the gospel. To learn more or support this ministry, visit sat7usa.org. That's S-A-T, the number 7, USA.org. Because of the stresses of life today, the Hope Speaks Clinic, formerly the Menrith Clinic, is looking for Christian mental health care practitioners. According to Christian psychiatrist Dr. Tom Schof, the clinic could use psychiatrists, physicians' assistants, and nurse practitioners. If you're qualified in one of these areas, you can learn more by contacting Vicki at 972-669-1733. That's 972-669-1733. There are so many problems that occur if family members do not have needed information. Brian Kluth, author of Because I Love You, the Christian Legacy Organizer, with valuable forms for you, your spouse, loved ones, and aging parents. What I've discovered is there is information and instructions you don't have. To learn more or to order your copy, see LegacyOrganizer.com slash radio. That's LegacyOrganizer.com slash radio. With Original Medicare, you don't have a network. You can go to every hospital and doctor nationwide. As Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. you got to know how these work, and that's what we explain. Tony has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. Her book, Medicare Survival Guide, can guide you through the Medicare maze. You can find Medicare resources at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. back for the final segment tonight on Encouragement Live. Uh, and so thankful, friend, to have you along with us. The toll-free number, 855-586-5433. Ken is listening tonight in Texas. Ken, you're on the air with Dr. Rex Rogers. Go ahead. Thank you, Don. I just wanted to say that Webster's Dictionary defines a plague as any widespread affliction or calamity would you say possibly that these gun shootings could be a plague great question i think rex you'd probably have a perspective on that what do you think well thanks (laughs) it's a a hard one Uh, i do go back and i am quite serious when i say this uh that i do believe we're living in the beginnings of the last days I think we're beginning to see the decline and destruction of culture that the Bible talks about. You go back to the idea of plagues or pestilence, uh, whatever word like that that you want to use, and an increase of violence, random or otherwise, is part of that time period. Now, I don't know if the Lord's going to come back later tonight or in 100 years or 500 years. 
But I do believe we're in that kind of period. It doesn't mean that we should bury our head in the sand or that we shouldn't do anything or we're not responsible to live as unto the Lord right now. But I think that provides some kind of perspective. And by the way, and I know our gentleman caller knows this, uh, God's still in charge. Yes. Despite the plagues and even the plagues that uh, were going in Egypt, uh, God was the one that orchestrated all that. And and the fact of the matter is, to some degree, I would have to say uh, Rex and Ken as well, uh, we're reaping the consequences uh, of sinful behavior in our country individually and corporately. Uh, we're reaping the consequences of uh, not building Christian homes. And, and to a great degree, I think we as Christians have to take some ownership and, and have some repentance on that. I was talking with David Shibley this past week, and uh, uh, we're talking about the fact that what this country needs in reality is an old-fashioned revival uh, where God's people would really uh, see the need uh, to follow Second Chronicles 14, the people who are called by God's name to humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn away from wicked ways. Uh, it seems to me, Rex, if we did that, we could expect to hear from heaven and see God heal our land. Well, it, it, I think so. And I always think of my father-in-law, who's now with the Lord. He passed away at 96. He was a Marine on Guadalcanal, came home with a silver star, that kind of guy, but lived a very faithful, committed Christian life. And often he would say, and quote that verse from the New Testament, judgment begins at the house of the Lord. Right. As you just said, Don, it starts with us as believers, with the church, capital C, with Christians, not just us pointing fingers at those who do wrong. Rex, Uh, We have to figure out what our response should be. Interesting you mentioned that. I just preached on that passage last Sunday. I'm wrapping up, uh, or Sunday before last, I'm I'm wrapping up my series on 1st and 2nd Peter. And uh, Peter had some pretty strong things to say about these last days. Ken, I appreciate your call tonight. Rex, would you lead us in prayer for Ken? Father God, we thank you that we can come before you in prayer at any time and any place, and even over the air like this. Ask your blessings, Lord, upon Ken. Thank you for his observation, uh, this thought-provoking that causes us to think in terms of who you are and what you're doing in this world. We know that you're in charge. Uh, We see sin having its work and its impact. We pray for our country. We pray for our culture. We pray for Afghanistan, for Ukraine. Yes. We pray for people suffering. And we pray, Lord, that uh, through all of this, the gospel would be made clear, the good news of Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ken. Good to hear from you. God bless. God bless. Toll-free number 855-586-LIFE. Melody is listening in Alabama over AFR. Melody, welcome to Encouragement Live. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I just wanted to... um, try to be encouraging um you know uh one thing we can thank god that our covenant as a nation the covenant that we made with death in the 70s has been broken as a nation yes and um in great humility i rejoice over that and my you know it is a heart issue and i heard Um, Someone said the other day, you know, the first murder was with a rock or a club. 
you know, in some of these other countries that have strict gun laws are having trouble with people killing people with knives, you know, and other things. It is a hard issue. And I'm so glad you mentioned Second Chronicles 714. Um, and I know a couple, I think in 2020, when the National Day of Prayer, that was one of the things they said. You know, they asked for the church to start praying that at 714 a.m. and p.m. And um, as Rick said, um, it begins in the house of God. And we've got to be serious when we pray that. You know, Lord, show me my heart. What is in my heart? Yeah, it all starts with us as individuals, doesn't it, Rex? Well, it's interesting that she's made that observation. I have here some notes in front of me. I even have an arrow drawn towards this point where I wrote down, God said the problems in this world are not our toys and not our tools, but our sinful hearts. Mm, yes. That's what, the, and she nailed it. <laughs> that's God <laughs> said that a long time ago. Yeah, and that's the issue, and that's how we've got to get back to this thing of how do we yeah. how do we reach our culture? You remember it was in Luke's Gospel, I believe, uh, where the disciples they were talking about the things that you eat and how they pollute. And Jesus said, "It's not the stuff that you eat that you put in; it's the things yep. that come out of the heart—murders, adulteries, and all these yep. different kinds of things." So the bottom line is uh, that's really where it has to start. Melody, so glad you called us tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you for Melody. Thank you that she has shared with us this evening from her heart. And thank you, Lord, along with her. We rejoice, Lord, that we've broken off the covenant with death, that in our country now uh, we uh, can move ahead and, and actually advocate for life. And I pray that that might grow and increase. And I pray your blessing on Melody. For Christ's sake, amen. Thank you, Melody. Good Thank to, you. Good Thank to hear you from you. You're doing a great job. God bless you. Bye-bye. 855-586-LIFE. Matthew is listening in Oklahoma. Go ahead, Matthew. Hey, sir. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I uh, appreciate uh, your show. I've never heard it till tonight. And, uh, um, yeah, my comment was really just, uh, as I was listening to the conversation earlier about background checks, uh, I'm also a veteran. And uh, I wanted to say that um, and if you go back and look at the original text of the Second Amendment, it specifically it doesn't mention anything about uh, background checks. Um, and I think part of the problem is uh, we've moved away from the wisdom of the founding generation. And uh, if you if you look at the way that they did things, they taught the fear of, of the Lord. You know, right. So the reason why we're having these problems is there's no fear of the Lord. And and then the other thing is. Um, you know, we've okayed a lot of things that are, are definitely wrong. Um, if, if you get that right, um, then you don't have to, you don't have as many of these problems and go back and look at American history, even to the fifties, you didn't see this kind of stuff going on, but when they, they took prayer out of school, everything kind of changed. Now I'm younger than that. So, uh, but I would say this and I'll just, um, maybe I'll, I'll leave you to, with this thought. Um, I think that, there are two things that work to stop uh, murder, and it's either the, it's the fear of the Lord or a good man or a good woman with a gun. Um, and those are really the two choices that you have. And so when you, if you don't have any places that are gun-free zones and people carry and they train and they're prepared to defend life, 
and they're able to do that. Um, but if you if you put yourself into a, uh, or, or put kids especially in a position where um, there is a gun-free zone, then you're really putting them in danger. Matthew, I appreciate your perspective tonight. Rex, uh, I want to get your response to Matthew. Well, that's a highly articulate comment, and I appreciate it too. And, um, you know, I think that's the point when he, again, he just got right to it, the fear of the Lord. The founders wrote even, John Adams wrote this a lot, that a free society not only needed to be founded on religious and moral virtue, it couldn't survive, it couldn't flourish without moral virtue, without yes. borrowed from, from faith. So they believed in religion and they believed in Christianity, whether they themselves were always specifically living a Christian life. And they knew that a free society wasn't going to be free very long if we set that aside. Yes. And I agree with Matthew. That's exactly what we're doing is systematically setting aside traditional, moral, biblical, religious, Christian views and values, and we're ending up reaping the result. Yeah, sowing and reaping is really at the heart of this thing, Rex, I believe. And and I think about uh, the statement literally in the first five or six verses of Proverbs 1. says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. It seems to me in many ways our nation has become a nation of fools. Well, it's sad to contemplate yes um, you yeah. got july 4th right around the corner i am still a patriotic guy amen i still believe that america can provide a moral vision and a moral ambition for the world but it's got to be based on our understanding of who god is yes. and who we are in relationship to him and if you haven't trusted him as savior our prayer is that you will do so right away Lord bless Matthew. Thankful, thank you that he found our program, and Lord just encourage him uh, to take a stand for you as he has. And Lord, thank you for Rex and the ministry of Sat Seven. In Jesus' name, Amen. Visit that website, the letters S A T, the number seven U S A dot O R G. For Rex Rogers, I'm Don Hawkins. Good night from Encouragement Live. <music>